everyone, and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod presents Tuka and Bird Pod. Today, we will be talking about season two, episode seven of Tuka and Birdie Sleepovers. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Episode 100, baby. Oh my God. We did it. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Congratulations. Happy day after Rose Day, whatever day it is. Um, yeah, I'm happy whatever today is. What is your, what is the 100th anniversary gift? <laughs> True. Surely there is one. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> 100th. It's your diamond anniversary because it's your 10K diamond. But hmm. there are no. The traditional gift does not have an anniversary symbol for 100 years, mm. making makes sense. Modern is a 10-carat diamond. 10-carat diamond. And there is no alt. Well, it says 10K, so I assume that that's what that means. Sure. That sounds big. Um, It does sound very big. There's <laughs> no alternative gift. There's no anniversary color, and there's no anniversary flower. Wow. All right. And well... the gemstone is a 10-carat diamond. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, happy 100th episode to you. I will be waiting for my 10 carat diamond <laughs> to arrive. Post-haste. You imagine? It's this ridiculous. No, I literally so. cannot imagine. What does a 10 carat diamond look like? Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. All right. I'll look. So big. <laughs> oh, yeah. That seems. A little excessive. Honestly, it seems perfectly reasonable for the accomplishment that we have had. But if you don't <laughs> think I'm worth it, then I can't change your mind. Some of these pictures, my God. Maybe if we get a few more Patreon subscribers. Yeah, well, we obviously need the everyone to subscribe to patreon.com slash bojackhorsepod so that we can get 10 carat <laughs> Yes, for no other reason. Also, we did get a new patron this week, so shout out to Kyle if you're listening. Welcome, Kyle. Yay. Are you the the man inside Birdie's brain? <laughs> True, the bro. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, are you listening to the RHAP Akiva and Rob uh-huh. and Eric Stein Groundhog Day podcast? Yes. I know this is incredibly niche for anyone listening. And I'm sorry if you don't listen to Rob has a podcast, but basically they are watching the movie Groundhog Day every day. I'm podcasting about it every day for seven days straight, culminating on the 30th anniversary of the movie Groundhog Day on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now they released their second one today. Yes. And Akiva said something so insane that I I just need to talk about it. Like it, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> And it is lightly related to this podcast because it was about birds. Okay, got it. So Rob asks, does Groundhog's Day pass the Bechdel test? Uh-huh. And Akiva is like, "Is are there even two women in the movie? Uh-huh. They then talk about the part where they're at the diner. The woman mm-hmm. orders like her eggs or like maybe the best they could do is a woman ordering her eggs. And Akiva says... As long as the eggs don't come from a male chicken. <laughs> and Rob and Eric Stein are right there. And said nothing. And they said nothing. <laughs> like, there was no further comment mm-hmm. on that. So it just sat there, like, out 
in the air around me while I was listening. <laughs> and I was like, did you tweet at them? I did. I did tweet Excellent. at them. Good. And Akiva was like, I instantly wanted to take it back. And I was like, <laughs> you could have said, you don't tell me you instantly wanted to take Mm-mm. it back because you actually could have. Because and you would have if you thought of there's it. There's this thing called <laughs> editing where mm-hmm. if I said something that dumb and recognized it, I would say, Lindsay, please edit that out of the podcast. Or at least be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would protect me from that. Like, if I, I had said something that dumbass on this podcast, <laughs> you would have cut it after. I don't think there's another woman in the movie. And that would have been <laughs> the end of the discussion on the Bechdel test. Yes. There is a podcast called the Bechdel cast, and they have refined the rules slightly where they make it so that it is two named female identifying characters as opposed mm-hmm. to just two women speaking to each other. I also like don't think it's entirely fair to discount conversations about men as like, mm-hmm. oh, well, they are that is like anti-feminist and can't exist. <laughs> but eh, eh. I don't need to add nuance to the Bechdel cast. <laughs> the Bechdel cast is already doing that for me. Lindsay, a second friend has recommended normal gossip to me, and I still haven't even downloaded one episode. Oh my god, Kirsten, what are I you know. waiting for? You simply I, must. It's incredible. I have been listening to Love Janessa instead. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but you're going to love normal gossip so much. I know I will. I, I know I'm going to. Love Janessa is a like BBC and CBC podcast crossover event mm-hmm. about... The there's this one woman, this model, and her photos are the number one most used photos by catfish, like love scammers in the world. <laughs> like her wow. photos are used more than anybody else's. And it's a discussion of like talking about these love scammers and like trying to find the real woman behind the photos wow. and talk to her. Like, does she know about this kind of thing? <laughs> and it is very interesting. And I think you'd like it. Yeah, sounds interesting and good. It is quite CBC, good. They have quite a few good podcasts. CBC podcasts are goaded as hell. I've listened to some really good CBC podcasts lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, how, what's new with you? What I feel like I've just been gabbing away and I am not being a good friend. <laughs> You're fine. No, the answer is always the same. It's always like a school and work and I moved into a new apartment and, uh, you know studying a lot work is silly oh man i have to tell you an anecdote but it's not for the podcast (laughs) Ooh, okay well you make a note of that and we'll talk about it when we stop recording okay (laughs) tantalizing (laughs) like honestly i bet everyone's really jealous of me that i get to hear your story (laughs) Chappelle, do you hear that she's telling me (laughs) not you but yeah should we get into some segments yes we definitely should Okay, well, Brian Scally can lead us in to what time is it right now? What time is it? It is Wednesday, February 8th, 2023, 5.44 p.m. in the Pacific time zone, 8.44 p.m. in New York, 1.44 a.m. on Thursday, February 9th, and 9.44 a.m. on Thursday, February 9th. And that is what time it is right now. Incredible. What day is it? Iconic. It is quite a lot of days because so we are recording this episode this episode is coming out sorry on february 14th which is valentine's day of course famously Famously. it is also safer internet day 
<laughs> I feel like it's always oh. safer internet privacy security. It is day. always safer internet day in your heart if you just believe. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. It is read to your child day, mm -hmm. which if you have a child, I do think you should read to it. I agree. Yeah. Supportive. Are there like audiobooks of kids books? Because that's definitely. a game changer. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Neil Gaiman has a very good children's book that he narrates himself. It's very good. Called Fortunately the Milk. <laughs> you would know about the milk book, Little Miss Dairy <laughs> Farmer. Also the Neil Gaiman. It's a crossover event of the century. <laughs> the most ambitious crossover since the Avengers. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, it is Race Relations Day a holiday that recognizes the importance of respectful and meaningful relationships across all races. It says lost amidst heart disease awareness and Valentine's day is this holiday. And I'm like, well, but why is that on February 14th then? Because we're <laughs> yeah, not exactly. getting any context as to why it specifically has to be February 14th. Maybe such an important day should be a higher up the list and on its own day. <laughs> be on like a day that doesn't already have a more well-known holiday. It's a good point. Heart Disease Awareness Day or whatever on Valentine's Day. That's kind of clever. I think it's just the month of February. Yeah. Well, that's less clever. Or maybe it's a week because it's not showing up as the day. All right. It is Pet Theft Awareness Day. Oh, God. So be aware of people stealing pets. Mm-hmm. Always important. I saw a Facebook thing recently where someone was like, wow, I saw a homeless person walking their dog and I just wanted to go take it away from them because they can't take care of their dog. And I like... Gross. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? These people are horrible. There are so many horrible people in Victoria and I'm literally, they're literally like, oh, someone less fortunate than me? Yuck. Well, they can't have anything <laughs> good. That should happen to me instead. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. absolutely demonic, these people. Mm -hmm. I, I saw a whole thread recently about someone was like, wow, I can't believe landlords don't allow pets. And I was like, yeah, F the landlords. And then all of the comments were like, landlords are providing a public good. So Ugh. they get to decide what gets done with their home. And I'm like... <laughs> I wrote a whole thing, plants. <laughs> and then I deleted it. I didn't say anything. Well, they're all probably rich fucks with basement suites that they rent mm -hmm. out for like four times the price that it should be so that it can pay their whole mortgage on their giant yeah. house. But I, someone commented being like, you do realize that by hoarding housing, you are actually not making it easier for people to have homes. <laughs> I was Clearly like, thank you. you have a problem list with people who do not have homes. Right? <laughs> well... Only if they Who have knows? pets. <laughs> well, they just want someone to pay off their second mortgage and provide them a profit and do no normal wear and tear to the house, yeah. obviously. Mm -hmm. It's also National Organ Donor Day. Okay, very important. Are you an organ donor, Lindsay? Yes, absolutely. One of my coworkers donated her kidney and it's just like really cool. Wow, just to a stranger or to someone she knows? I guess it doesn't to matter. Her, it's cool to her, it was to her sister, but... Yeah. Still really cool. And then now mm -hmm. she, like, does presentations to, like, get people to sign up to be organ donors. Mm -hmm. Very Pretty important. Cool. If you sign up to be an organ donor, tell us. <laughs> Maybe we'll inspire some people. Yeah, you should definitely be an organ donor. If you can donate blood, donate blood. 
Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. All of it. Blood transfusions save lives every day. That's right. It is National Have a Heart Day. Okay. Don't know what be that nice means. Or something. And they didn't provide me with any further info, so I guess it's be nice. Okay. It's National Ferris Wheel Day. All right. How do you feel about a Ferris wheel? The the Ferris wheel stops so much, and then the things are like rocking, yeah. and then they like stop you at the top because they're like, "Ooh, look, it's romantic," and I'm like, <laughs> "I don't like it here." Yeah. What no about good. you? Do you you like them or no? They're fine. I feel the same in the sense that, like, I prefer to go on a roller coaster or something. I don't want to just sit there while it's, like, jostling me. I would so much rather go on the swings than, like, Mm. any other amusement park ride. Yes, that is the best one, objectively. I I agree. Some people don't like it, I learned recently. And I was like, what? Nonsense. (laughs) I was like, why are you lying to me? Straight to my face? No. Straight to my face. It is National Cream-Filled Chocolates Day. All right, you don't approve of that. If it makes you happy, I'm happy <laughs> for you, but I mm-hmm. would not want to partake. I like I think I'd prefer not also. I like nut filled chocolates. I love mm-hmm. when there's like peanuts or like almonds, yep. pistachios, too. like a little nut in a chocolate. Delicious. Very positive. <laughs> Very, uh, that is a positive association. Cream? <laughs> no, thanks. It's National Call In Single Day. So if you're. If you have a full-time job, <laughs> call in single. They can't do yeah. any, a thing about it. Checkidate.com said so. That's right. <laughs> can't do a thing about it. Well, it's National Call-In Single Day. <laughs> it's also Library Lover's Day. Okay. The library in downtown Victoria keeps getting rocks thrown at the windows, and so no. many of them are boarded up now while they wait for glass to come in god victoria get it together it is not a but here's the thing the building that the library is in has 24 hour security so tell me how they haven't caught the person who's throwing the rocks Uh, ineffective (laughs) (laughs) it is a league of women voters day okay the women should be voting and i agree (laughs) it's a Um, hot take from Kirsten McKinnis (laughs) you're always willing to come down on the side of controversy (laughs) unless you're gonna vote wrong and then I'll suppress you (laughs) (laughs) it is international quirky alone day it is a less commercial alternative to Valentine's Day and can be celebrated alone or with others it celebrates self-love, but also romantic, platonic, and familial love. And there aren't many rules on how it must be celebrated. Okay. A quirky alone is defined as a person who enjoys being single or spending time by themselves. When they date, they do so with a purpose, not just so they can be in a relationship. They believe in waiting for the right person instead of settling. This is very judgy. <laughs> it was first celebrated in 2003. And there's also a book called Quirky Alone, a manifesto for uncompromising romantics. Wow, the 20-year anniversary of being quirky alone. What a big day for us all. Would you like to hear some of the suggested ways to celebrate the day? Definitely. Maybe it'll teach us how we can celebrate our 100th episode. Rearrange your furniture. Okay. Have (laughs) a slumber party. Be creative alone by sewing, upholstering, or doing anything else you would like to do. Okay. Get daisies for yourself or someone else. They're the official flower of the quirky alone movement. Mm, no roses allowed. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. 
But it does say sleepover something or slumber party, so which is, is relevant. <laughs> relevant to the episode. It's extraterrestrial culture day, which is to honor all past, present, and future extraterrestrial visitors. I think we've already acknowledged that at least once before. Something like We have it, acknowledged because... so many weird fucking alien <laughs> days. I can't even get so started. So many aliens. <laughs> and then an actually important day. It is also Frederick, Frederick Douglass Day, who was a 19th century abolitionist, writer, and orator, one of the most prominent African-American leaders of his time. And it is believed that today was his birthday in 1818, though the exact date is not known. All right. Well, that is important. Initially, in 1926... 19, 1926, the second week of February was noted as Negro History Week because it encompassed the birthdays of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. Okay. Well, okay. And eventually it, tur- it became Black History Month. So okay. Frederick Douglass's birthday today, the day, is a big part of why we have Black History Month now, which Incredible. is actually important and good. Yes. Good. For first and foremost, an educational podcast. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Anyways, Tuca and Birdie, season two, episode seven, sleepovers. Mm-hmm. Tuca is caught up in the love bubble of her hot new romance while Birdie reminisces about their friendship. Birdie also buys a lot of milk in this episode. Mm-hmm. She sure does. Yeah, this episode kicked off for both of us that we finished season two this weekend. <laughs> and then you went yep. a little further. <laughs> I have officially watched... All of Tuca and Birdie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really strong ending to season two, in my opinion. I'm very excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to to get there with you all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this episode starts with Tuca cleaning up her apartment. She's getting ready for Birdie to stay with her. She is not. She's being a pretty lazy cleaner, mm-hmm. <laughs> and ultimately just throws a towel over all of the cups with her emotions in them. Yeah, you definitely called it the the first time we saw the cup where Tuka screamed into it like Birdie is keeping me alone. You called it in that moment of like we're gonna see this cup again, and boy, do we! It, it was Chekhov's cup. That's right. <laughs> but also, it's just like something like that is so obviously mm-hmm. foreshadowing that. Yeah. It would be a pretty bad show if we hadn't seen it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, the whole framing of this episode is Tuca away with Kara and Birdie home alone getting FaceTimes with Speckle. Yeah, and like right out, right from the jump, Tuca's like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with Kara. And Birdie's like, oh, but like I wanted to have a fun roomy hang. And yeah, that's not going to happen really at any point. <laughs> Yeah, no. We, if you are looking for a fun, roomy hang, this is actually not the episode for it. That's true. But Birdie is like, oh, should we look up, like, people we went to school with to see what they look like now? And she's <laughs> like, sorry, no, gotta go hanging out with Kara. I'll see you later. And then Birdie goes into, like, a memory of when she and Tuka first moved in together five years ago. And they looking looking at people online to see what they look like and beak braces and people getting hot. I love the beak braces thing. They're like, oh, my God, can you believe this? And they're like, oh, my God, we need beak braces. She looks amazing. (laughs) I don't think the beak braces did that much. Yeah, just really added a sparkle to her beak. Yeah, but she looked beautiful. Mm -hmm. Should we go through kind of like all the flashback and then jump to present day? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a good idea. So basically, Tuka and Birdie go to a diner where they have like a very specific tradition of like 
yelling at the waitress what they want. <laughs> like instead of just being like, I'd like a chocolate shake, they're like, Choco Marco Java Java Choco. Like it's I would literally kick them out if I worked there. Yeah, you can tell the waitress very much wants to. She's like, cool, it's you guys. And then they're just rolling around on the floor. And Bertie at one point is like, do you think we don't we can't get dates because we only hang out with each other? But then get sidetracked by joining and the laughing on the floor. Yeah, because they're just having a blast. Mm-hmm. They go to a party because... They're hoping that this, like, really cool film guy is going to be there that Bertie has a crush on. And Victor. she's gone to see this, like, horrible movie, like, a bunch in hopes that he'll notice her when she, like, gives him her ticket. But he has never once noticed her. Mm-hmm. This guy seems terrible when she actually encounters him. He's like, he's like, oh, most chicks don't like movies. And then she's kind of awkwardly trying to banter with him. He's like, sorry, I don't know how to talk to funny girls. He's like, most girls only like rom-coms. And she's like, guilty as charged. Also yeah. the name of my favorite rom-com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sucks. Like, sucks. Yeah, we see him later and he's talking to this woman who's like, oh yeah, I've seen that movie. He's like, cool, I'll continue describing it. It totally changed the way that cinematographers like food. I mean, and here's the thing. We can act like this is an exaggeration of how people act, <laughs> but I like 100% there are dudes in college right now that are like explaining the plot of Fight Club to some mm-hmm. poor woman who has seen the movie. <laughs> I saw actually a TikTok today of someone being like, here's the reason why my last relationship ended. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. And she was like, when we watched Fight Club, about five minutes in, I turned to him and I said, I think they're the same guy. And he was like, no, what are you talking about? And then at the end of the movie, he got mad at me for spoiling it. But really, I'm just better at watching movies than him. And we were <laughs> never able to overcome this. And I was like, oh, my God. Very impressive that they could discover that in the first five minutes. Well, from the movie especially. I feel like in mm-hmm. the book, I'm like, okay, well, like maybe. Sure. Maybe you could figure it out. But the movie, it's literally different actors. So. Yes, <laughs> drastically different people. Honestly, I hope she lied. I hope she had like, Googled it. That'd be glorious. Iconic, even. <laughs> but yeah, he's Chuka is getting extremely drunk at the party and just screaming, party crasher, party crasher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like smashing into stuff. It's terrible. But this is where Birdie meets Speckle. With sprinkles, you mean? <laughs> Yes, this whole storyline is very cute. I see. I felt like it had a troubling undercurrent. Really? Because like, I, like I love Speckle and I like Birdie and Speckle together. I've come around on that. I was just in a bad place when I first watched the show. I think they go to the solarium to talk in like a quiet place because he instantly is like, "Oh, she's cute," because she is. Mm-hmm. But then she mentions that he she bakes and the way he reacts, <laughs> just like now knowing why he likes people who bake mm-hmm. and the thing he asked her to do with the croissant. <laughs> I'm just like, Ugh, disgusting. He was thinking it even then. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why it worked for me in the sense where it was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely into this where he's just like, oh, yeah, like I really like that you like baking. I think that's he's, cool. He says, I love people who bake. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, exactly. oh, okay, can you pump the brakes, Speckle? You just met this woman. Like, you are <laughs> being weird. Yeah. And then Birdie has to rescue Tuka because the cops are going to come because of her bad yeah. behavior. She's like, piggyback, piggyback now. Stop talking to this random man we'll never see again. 
so funny. <laughs> they did see him again. They did. Because they went on their first date to the diner, which Bernie brought clear how they to. connected, but I guess maybe the internet. I mean, you, like, know people who know people. You were both, they were both at a party. They, like, definitely knew someone in common that you could be like, yeah. hey, who was that person? Or maybe, yeah. honestly, maybe Speckle, like, hunted her down. Not in, like, yeah. a creepy way, but in a, like... <laughs> found out who she was kind of way could have found her on facebook or something i suppose Back yeah then. we do know that social media exists in this world at that <laughs> time yes she brought took on the date how do you feel about the move of bringing your best friend on a first date to be your bodyguard your very chaperone? bad <laughs> very bad <laughs> i hated this so much where Tuka's just so overbearing through this whole thing and they're both doing their inside jokes and it's like yes this is very much the kind of thing that would alienate your date and it is only because speckle is very understanding that it does not well and because Tuka leaves Yes. So Tuca and Birdie are going to share a shake, even though Birdie's on a date with Speckle. Yeah. <laughs> Tuca's like, he is definitely not good enough for you, but he does like you, so I'm going to go. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to get out of your way. I will be there like when you need me. Good luck trying to get rid of me. Mm-hmm. You've talked about atriums all week. Yeah. She likes him. Mm-hmm. She likes him. And... They share French fries, a perfect first date in my book. Yes, perfect. Um, and she, like, straight up is like, is it weird that I brought my friend? Like, I'm sorry. And Speckle says, I'm really into you. And if your friend is part of the package, I'm on board, which is such a perfect response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I'm super into you. Is that not clear? I just didn't want that to get lost. And it ties in so perfectly with Birdie being like, yeah, Speckle asked if we could be boyfriend and girlfriend like five minutes after our first date was over. Yeah, not long after that, they were boyfriend-girlfriend, and the rest is history. Yeah, beautiful. Speckle spends the whole episode going for that freaking doorknob. He's, like, <laughs> trekking through the Arctic. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's being chased by a polar bear, mm-hmm. who is also just coincidentally going to the same doorknob store. <laughs> just very funny so he's like oh i'm really like worried that this bear is following me should i give him some of my jerky and then yeah he's at the doorknob store so funny. yeah it's well it's so funny because i feel like the way it's done is to make you think like the bear attacks speckle in the facetime mm-hmm. but on my second watch actually the bear doesn't really look that threatening he looks excited okay. about beef jerky like <laughs> I, I don't actually think that there was any danger uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah so Speckle is like FaceTiming Birdie from the store, and in the moment that they FaceTime, the polar bear gets the doorknob he wants. Mm-hmm. So he has to go back to the polar bear's home with him. And he's like, Yeah, you're right. It is the perfect doorknob. Look at these like joints on your porch. Can I go in and look at your baseboards? And then steals the doorknob. Yes, and the bear is horrified and like breathes fire, I think. <laughs> yeah, the bear is definitely chasing him in anger at that yes. point. So I wonder how Speckle will get out of this situation. Yeah, we'll touch on Birdie having her meltdown, but I did find it extremely funny where at one point she's just like absolutely losing it. And then Spe- she sees that she's getting a FaceTime from Speckle and she goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't you say the same thing if Cam hundred you, like, when you were in, if you were in that situation? Yes, and then they're immediately just like, but doorknobs, it is the prettiest doorknob, so. I mean, it good. is the prettiest doorknob in the world. Mm-hmm, it's true. Um, I don't, I really don't like the doorknob that much. No, it's very red. Why is it so red? 
Yeah, and the, like even in the post credit scene, it ends with the bear having a new worst doorknob, and he hates it so much. <laughs> it's just as freaking red. Is it even yes. a worse doorknob, or is it an equally bad doorknob? Maybe it's an equally bad doorknob. In my opinion, equally bad. But I'm not going to doorknob explain to the <laughs> the listeners. You can go look it up yourself and decide. That's right. So Tuca is on her date with Kara, and it just keeps going. And going and going. <laughs> yeah. Some red flags right from the jump. They go to watch the rent a hawk situation. Yeah. And immediately Tuka's like, Oh, do you bring people here a lot? Do you date a lot? What was your last relationship? And she's like, Oh yeah, I was like dating someone until pretty recently, but she always played the victim. It's like, ooh, that's The victim in what? Troubling. Troubling thing to say. I especially with regards to a relationship Mm -hmm. that is such a red flag i feel like there are times when there's a person who is like they they really want to be like a victim or to be oppressed and you Mm -hmm. can tell that that's how they're acting yeah i don't think that in a relationship is the time that you would really see that or comment on it it's very (laughs) very red 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 flag yes Red as the doorknob. Honestly, redder. <laughs> they go to a matinee. Like, the, the date just keeps going and going and going. I did make Cam watch the moment where Birdie's sitting at home alone. She's like, I'm so good at puzzles. I can be like a competitive puzzler, which, I mean, not to brag, was, but I'm pretty yeah. good at puzzles. I actually made a note to ask you if mm-hmm. you related to that moment because it really felt like a Lindsay <laughs> moment. To the point where I paused it, took off my headphones, put them on Cam's head without explanation, and <laughs> made him watch that one scene. <laughs> you know, there is a shoe for every foot. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, incredible. I'm just really glad that you have a happy, healthy relationship with someone who <laughs> is okay with A, sharing headphones, and B, <laughs> you just putting your headphones in so you can watch a scene. <laughs> it helps that they're the, like, over-ear ones. So it wasn't like, here's my, true. like, AirPods. <laughs> and, I mean, the incredible smugness at your puzzling abilities <laughs> is also another layer to this. Uh, so true. It's exactly the right word. <laughs> I don't think I could go pro with puzzles. I'm not the best at them. I'm not bad at them. I think I just don't have enough practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be a puzzler. Yes. But I just don't have the practice. We did a few puzzles over the holidays with Josh's family, and his, da- no, his dad could go pro. <laughs> we did a puzzle that was like a sandy beach with just beach umbrellas on it. So almost every piece was just brown. Uh. And he, I think, had it done in under 24 hours. Good God. It was incredible. Yeah, I'm not that good, I don't think. I don't think anyone is. Like, I don't think that that takes away from you being a pro-level puzzler. I think that Josh's dad is just, like, the best at puzzles in the entire world. Maybe if I keep practicing. (laughs) Maybe one day when you're his age. (laughs) Yes, exactly. He's got a few more years on me. When you grow up, you'll be Mm -hmm. as good at puzzles. So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not the best. I, like, every once in a while, if I really look at a piece and then the picture, I can find where it should go. But, like... Mm. not so much yeah but then they did like a much easier puzzle right after christmas and i did probably the last like 30 pieces incredible and if you you do the last 
couple pieces, it makes you feel like a puzzling pro, even though it's the easiest part of the puzzle. (laughs) And I posted that to my Instagram and I was like, pro tip, this is how you feel like you're good at puzzles. And then Josh's mom replied and was like, also another pro tip, hide a piece until the end so you can (laughs) act like you miraculously found the last piece Mm -hmm. and finish the puzzle. That just happened where I was doing a puzzle and I was like, I am convinced that this piece is simply not here. And then Cam mysteriously found it. And I was like, did you hide this piece? And he insisted he didn't, but it was pretty suspicious. I don't know. I think he hid the piece to humble you a little bit with your puzzle smugness. (laughs) He just like pulled it out and was like, look, I found the piece. I was like, hmm. Where? Where did you find it, Cam? Did he provide any more detail as to where the piece was? There was a piece of paper inside, like a bigger version of the mm-hmm. picture. And he's like, oh, it was like tucked under that. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, who tucked it there, Cameron? <laughs> True. <laughs> it's an inside job, I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely convinced of it. I can't wait till you get into an argument about this. Because I have like fanned the flame. <laughs> and Bertie basically just like does a lot of stuff alone and is texting Tuka like, hey, when like when are we gonna hang out and getting either yeah i'll be home tonight or like just totally ghosted by mm-hmm. tuka which does not feel good for her definitely not and kara's doing a lot of like oh, why don't you put your phone away and so tuka's just not responding at all and then Bertie starts experiencing a thing where the puzzle is telling her that she's being needy <laughs> she destroys the puzzle would you ever destroy a puzzle I think I would probably react like Birdie in the sense that like if I had just put several pieces down the garbage disposal, I would then have immediate and very intense regret. <laughs> what if the puzzle called you needy? Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Did kind of deserve it. Oh my god. <laughs> Might be self-aware enough to realize that I was being needy. <laughs> I don't I think that we spend a lot of time talking about being needy. Like mm-hmm. it's just this overwhelmingly negative trait to have needs and to like need your support system in your life and your people Mm -hmm. and your life like it's okay to need people Mm -hmm. it's also really okay for you and the people in your life to have boundaries Mm -hmm. where like it doesn't go overboard but i don't like birdie's been left alone for days she's not used to being alone and especially after she was told, like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to hang out. And Tuka keeps being like, I'm on my way. And then just not showing up. Like, that's hard. My therapist always says that having needs does not make you needy. And I think we should all lean on that a little more. And being needy is not bad. That's right. That's right. I don't think anyways. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a needy person. Yeah. But I don't think that's a negative. Tra- I think that's a morally neutral trait. Yes, agreed. Yes, we put too many judgments on things that are associated with women. Oh, we're bringing it back to feminism. Let's go. Let's do it. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. I just saw an opportunity to make a joke about you ruining things with feminism. (laughs) That's exactly right. Do you think Um, that the bros don't like Tuca and Birdie because they feel like it's just Bojack Horseman ruined with feminism, not realizing the feminism side of Bojack Horseman? I think probably, yeah. Every time you say Bojack Horseman, I'm like, it's horse pod. But... <laughs> show. It's unfortunately not called Bojack right. Horseman. <laughs> Birdie, like, cleans the apartment, makes a cake, mm-hmm. is, like, texting a lot. She realizes she used all of the milk. 
So she's yeah. asking like, what kind of milk do you like? She's not getting an answer. So she just buys like every kind of milk, which like you don't have the carton of the milk you just finished. <laughs> True. That's a good point. Like, yeah, she, either like... you have the carton or Tuka's been out of milk for a while and mm-hmm. obviously doesn't care. And doesn't use it a lot. Yeah. She calls and leaves this very long message about like, don't be scared if you come home and there's different milk. And then she has looked Kara up on social media and is texting her being like, oh, I'm just trying to get in touch with Tuka to find out what kind of milk she likes. And then, yeah, she buys so much milk, so much milk. <laughs> in the midst of all of this, we get one of several red flag moments between Tuka and Kara where Tuka's like oh I have to make sure that I'm like tidy and clean when I'm here because I don't want her to judge me like be an adult and then she's can't help herself and starts licking her plate and Kara's like who raised you and then Tuka says that hurt my feelings and Kara says I'm just joking you're so sensitive and we hate that Yeah, we hate that because once again, being sensitive is not a negative trait also, Mm -hmm. much like being needy. I'll go to to bat for the sensitive people out there because I'm Mm -hmm. a very, I'm extremely sensitive, like very much so. So first of all, that. Second of all, maybe Kara knows about Tuka's mom, maybe she doesn't, but Mm -hmm. either way, horrifying thing to hear as Tuka (laughs) and for her to say that hurts my feelings and have that totally dismissed yeah is horrible and it's like yeah is it good manners to lick your plate no it's not good manners to lick your plate Kara was out of the room she probably wouldn't have done it if Kara had been in the room Mm-hmm. And, and also they're at home who cares yeah, who, like <laughs> I was gonna say like be like be so real with me right now and tell me you've never licked a plate I could never <laughs> never lie like, to you like that like especially if I'm home alone oh I've got some rice on my plate maybe I'm gonna put that plate <laughs> up to my mouth and like push it in because it's mm-hmm. easier mm-hmm. you're at home <laughs> you're not at a Michelin star restaurant that's right yeah and also I mean you're being sensitive I'm just joking is like classic gaslighting language and it's very bad very manipulative very bad Ex- extremely red flag mm-hmm. I did not care for that and then Kara's little like etiquette angel thing comes up and is like no that was weird like you were being honest and funny just going to show that Kara does not feel bad about what she said yeah, your, mar- your remarks were clearly delivered in a jokey manner mm, not like a joke that I know but yeah and then she's also gonna tell Tuka that her roommate sent her a really weird message about milk which, like, it was, that is an honest statement of fact. Yes. That was a weird message about milk. Yes, yeah, for sure. And so is is this where Tuka, like, Birdie invites Tuka to the sex bug store? Did I miss something? That is when it happens. Birdie's dumping out all the milk that she bought, and Tuka finally calls her, and she's like, oh, do you want to go with me and see the sex bugs? Because Speckle has told her, why don't you arrange a fun friend date so you can get some good quality roomy time in. And then they make plans to go at 7.30 or something. So Tuga's going to go see the sex bugs with Birdie. Mm -hmm. And Kara's not happy about Tuga leaving. They've only been hanging out for 48 hours straight. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little love bomby to me. Very much so. And Birdie tries to do... An honest thing that would be hard for her to be this honest. And she's like, I'm just calling to make sure you're actually coming. You invited me to stay with you and you're leaving me hanging a lot. And this isn't what I signed up for. 
And maybe it's just the milk talking. But then she sees the cup that's like, Birdie is keeping me alone. And I did like the phone being like, you have left a very long voicemail. Press one to send. Press two to try again. Well, and I did really like the voicemail is also Sashir's voice who voices Kara. And I thought that that was a really funny like connection. I forgot that she voiced Kara. Yeah. Yeah, no. And then when we see Kara, she's like, yeah, yeah, fine. You already said you were going to go. So what does it matter? Well, and so here's the thing. I totally understand meeting someone you click right away and you want to see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But also, especially like, these are adult grown ass women in their 30s. Yes. I'm sure they've dated lots. Mm-hmm. It's also normal to go live your life. And then you just like yes. text the person like it's mm-hmm. it's going to be OK. It's not like you're leaving forever. and like if like to me the like it's fine you already said yes to me that reads as something that would happen in like a long-term relationship where someone is maybe taking the other for granted Mm -hmm. so it feels so out of place in this like brand new relationship where they've just spent 48 hours together Mm-hmm. yeah for sure and very passive aggressive and like she gets mean here too where Tuka's like I yeah. can't just spend all my time with you and she's like why not you don't even have a job and then she's like sorry if my job's inconvenient for you I'm just helping people like oh very mean very passive aggressive yeah it's like Kara to me strikes me as the type of nurse that ends up like for sure in a pyramid scheme hawking essential oils <laughs> and yeah it's very much like ob- yes Kara's nights are busy for the next week because she is at work she does mm-hmm. not work 24 hours a day they could yep. go for a meal before work. They could yep. hang out after work. Like, you can hang out. And especially, as you say, like, Tuka's availability is more free than yours. So she can work mm-hmm. around your schedule and you can hang out more. Like, it's fine. Yep. It is absolutely unacceptable to be like, well, you don't have a job, so you can just, like, do whatever I want all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get yeah, when lost. Tuka's saying, like, why do we have to work only around your schedule? And it's like, she's like, yeah, anything you want to do does not matter. Please only accommodate me absolutely yucky and you can tell that it really gets at tuka as well Mm -hmm. that she's like oh i don't care for this yeah 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 and when she comes home she tries to tell it to birdie but birdie is now very concerned that about this cup that she saw so she's like oh my god don't even worry about it relationships require lots of compromise and change well yeah so tuka basically is like birdie's like oh actually i forgot like i have to do all this stuff you should take the tickets you should take Kara to the show like it's fine i'll be here when you need me and tuka's like oh i don't know i'm not sure about things like Kara said something pretty rude and never apologized for it it was kind of weird like i don't know and normal birdie would say like what happened what did she say but birdie is so in her head about the cup that Mm -hmm. she is like assuming it's some small little thing that doesn't actually matter and is like no you just are used to being alone so you need to compromise yeah Um, she's so worried about oh i can't be the person to point out anything negative i need to be unfailingly positive about this otherwise she can blame me for this not working out so she's completely in her head and then tuka's like oh i guess i just need to try harder it's like that's not the lesson yeah absolutely not and i feel like it really provides it's such a foil to when tuka leaves birdie with speckle on their first date which we see in this episode because that is done in such a like First of all, this guy's not good enough for you, but I can see you really like him. I can see he really likes you. I'm going to get out of the way. Not so you can be together forever, but like, so you can just like find out if you really Mm -hmm. like each other. It's like a very 
genuine and I don't want to say selfless because that feels like a little bit overly positive, but like Mm -hmm. it's just like a true act of friendship of I want my friend to be happy and I can see that this is something that could make her happy. So I'm going to get out of the way. Whereas Birdie's actions here are... I don't think she thinks it's selfish, but it's a little bit selfish. And I don't think that she's like a bad person for it by any means, but it's just like, she had so many openings to like ask what happened and reaffirm Tuka's feelings. And instead she kind of further minimizes Tuka's feelings when they've just been kind of walked all over. Yeah, no, it's clearly very anxiety based. She saw this cup and she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my friend because she thinks a secret thing about me. And so I'm just going to go completely in the opposite direction. It's like, no, there's definitely a happy medium here where you can be a supportive friend without contributing to this feeling of I'm keeping her alone. Yes, I also do understand even without the cup, saying Mm -hmm. something negative about a friend's significant other. Yeah can really bite you in the butt because a lot of the times it'll be like oh they broke up you can finally be like oh they weren't shit and here's all the ways in which they were not shit and then they are back together like two days later and suddenly like you're isolated from your friend because this shitty person is like well they're like horrible exactly very dangerous game exactly so tuka goes to the sex bug show with kara and it is incredibly uncomfortable Yeah, it's so awkward. And Kara gives her this milkshake pin and then is like, so are we good? And Tuka's like, well, actually. And Kara's like, great. And just like holds her. And even then she's like, I got you this gift. It's a milkshake pin. Mm. It's strawberry, the best flavor. Not Tuka's favorite flavor. She likes chocolate milkshakes. So it's not even like a genuine gift of like, oh, you see this and think someone would like it. Like it's Mm. just so gesture a hundred percent exactly mm-hmm. Ugh, i didn't like it because no, tuka no. literally was like actually i didn't like that and kara's just like oh good i'm so glad we're good and like yeah older. yeah it made me very sad kara's no good no good yeah even just like i don't think necessarily she has bad intentions but People who don't have bad intentions hurt people all of the time, and the results of their actions is a lot more important than what they meant behind them, If they, especially if they can't see the harm that they've done and actually fix it. Yeah, no, the impact is very bad, even if that's not her intention. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of exactly, we have an email about the eggs. <laughs> Wait, one moment. One, one moment first. <laughs> We get some other clips. We get to see like a birdie skateboarding like puppet thing. Oh, true. <laughs> Very weird. And then we see the polar bear with his new doorknob. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I can't believe you tried to keep that from the audience. Sorry. I also got a response from Omar about the eggs as well. Yes. So why don't you read that first? Because that came in chronologically before this. As a recap from last week's episode, I said, SOS, do toucans eat their own eggs or just other birds help? And Omer said, usually other birds. And I said, bless. And he said, where did this come up? And I said, oh, for Tuka and Birdie podcast. Because in season one, she eats her own egg and it's horrifying to me. And then in season two, they do a joke about how toucans eat your eggs, eat eggs, do your research. And I was like, but not their own. And he said, outrageous. And I said, she like gets it surgically removed because it was blocking something and then takes it home and eats it. And he said, like a placenta. People do that. 
hippies usually and i had never made the connection to it being kind of like a placenta i still think it's horrifying and disgusting though yes well so christina wrote in with a perfect compliment to this which is i know this is just a cartoon and nothing will ever make sense like how lakes can be made of jelly and how moss could own property but i want to weigh in on the egg discourse Ooh, okay go off I think of the egg like placenta in that many animals eat their own placenta after birthing their offspring. They do this to avoid predators, but eating it is also a thing some people do. It is highly controversial and the historical practice is debated. Maybe it's not so weird that Tuca would eat her own egg, but I also think Tuca is an agent of chaos and will eat anything that she can physically muster. I'm not sure if you were aware of the placenta thing, but I would like to know your thoughts on that and how it relates to Tuca's egg, as an egg is just a part of the reproductive cycle. Also, is it weird that they lay eggs but have breasts? What is the deal? How do babies work in this universe? I mean, okay, I can't tell you. We're going to need to get Lisa Hanawald on the pod to yes. tell us how babies work, which I, I think it would be attainable to get her. I, think I really try. do. I think we should definitely try. I know someone I'm, who knows her. <laughs> we we literally know someone who knows her. And I'm sure that Ob would be happy to contact her representation <laughs> for us. I'm sure, yeah. But I'm not going to start trying until we get closer to the end because yes. even if she would come on immediately, I do. I think RB Dub did the right thing by not coming yes. on until the end. And I know that's because he was listening and we don't know if she listens or not. I assume not. Maybe she's been listening the whole time. Oh my God. Can you imagine <laughs> if she's been listening the whole time? Ugh, if you are, Lisa, we love you. You're so talented. <laughs> hey, Lisa, hey. <laughs> But I don't think she's here. And yeah. if she is, we will find out later or maybe never. And that's yeah. also okay. But okay, wait. So back to the egg, the egg yes. thing. Yes. I can see how you might compare it to a placenta. Mm-hmm. However, Tuka didn't actually give birth to something. <laughs> like that. this was a medical removal. This is, to me, it's a... I already said what I think it's like on the podcast and Chappelle and Lindsay were horrified. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. it again. Okay. I'm not <laughs> going to say it again, but also it's, it's like if you got like a tumor cut out and then we're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat it. It's weird. It's weird. And it's horrifying. And I hate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> they brought it home in an Easter basket. I do like this analogy. And I like that both of them came to this conclusion. I think that it's an interesting this addition week. to the egg discourse. <laughs> And I also just love the point of like Tuka's an agent of chaos and we'll just eat anything. I think that's probably she definitely the most is. Like, I, I I actually don't remember if it's come up in the show yet or not, but it, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that Tuka eats gravel in this show. Yes. So yes. I mean, the egg is not depending on how you define like an offensive thing to eat. The egg might not be the most offensive thing to yeah. eat. Yes. Christina concluded by saying, side note, this episode, Sleepovers, might be one of my favorites in the whole series. I love seeing how Birdie and Speckle met, and I like seeing Tuka before she went sober. Plus the clip of Birdie ruining her puzzle, chugging the milk, crying, and then acting normal to speak with Speckle is so funny, and one of the reasons I gave the show a rewatch, and I'm so glad I did. Love the show. Can't wait for your next next episode. Her chugging the milk and crying is so funny. It's very funny. Like, (laughs) it really... Yes. Thank you, Christina. So glad you're along for the journey with us. Yeah, so funny. And I, now that I've seen all of Tuca and Birdie (laughs) and have watched this episode twice now, Mm -hmm. I really do feel like it is, the episodes are better watching them a second time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm really enjoying them, even on the first run through, but I could see that for sure. It gets even better. Not to say I didn't like it at first. It's also like some of the red flaggy relationship stuff is easier to watch when you already know what's coming. Yes. Not so anxiety provoking. 
Yeah, after we stopped recording last week, I was I stopped and I was like, Lindsay, but like for real, before you watch this episode, mm-hmm. there's some incredibly red flags. <laughs> yes, which I appreciated. Yes, I don't think we have anything else. So thank you, Christina, for emailing. If you want to be like Christina and be part of the conversation, you can email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or you can tweet us at bojackhorsepod. You can also leave us a five-star review on for Bojack Horse Pod over on whatever podcast app you use. It helps people find the show, which is incredibly important as we are an indie podcast and we need attention or we'll die. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, did you see Morgan's tweet? <laughs> Oh, wait. I'm sure I did and then just didn't make a note of... Let me see. Let me see. Let me, Adam. Oh, yes. Morgan said, good to know that I have not, in fact, been a vegetarian for the past 15 years as I have been eating Parmesan cheese. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I, I mentioned that fact in front of someone whose sister is a vegetarian and she was like, you know what? I don't think she needs to know that. <laughs> Morgan, you are still a vegetarian. It's fine. <laughs> You are still a vegetarian. It's, it is okay. I feel like a lot, especially people that became vegetarians and that didn't start out that way have like a thing that they eat that is like not mm-hmm. technically, like they, they eat something with marrow in it or whatever. And it's like, you're still doing a lot of good. Like it's, it's okay. That's right. I was listening to the You Are Good podcast one time and they said something to the effect of like, they have this one friend who has like one burger a year as like a, I'm having one burger. So it was like, that person's doing a lot. And sometimes there's like a little thing you do. You're doing a lot already, Morgan. You're a good person. Yeah. I mean, I, I, people can decide how they want to identify. That's right. We're still a number six podcast in Cambodia. Oh my God. Cambodia. Hello. Cambodia loves us. Hi, Cambodia. If people would also like to support our show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash bojackhorsepod you can join at any point in the month because you will just continue to get billed on the day that you joined rather than waiting until the first so even though it's halfway through february no problem you'll mm-hmm. have great content until mid-march if you yeah. only want one month last month we talked about Shit's creek it was very fun mm-hmm. yes wonder what we'll talk about this month who can say? <laughs> Who could know? If you would like to hear more from Lindsay, you can listen to The Simpsons London Now, talking about The Simpsons. You can listen to the podcast of Tomorrow, which is currently releasing episodes about Futurama. And again, a, a bunch of stuff over on the Post Show Recaps Network. So go check out everything that Dame Lindsay Wilson is doing because she <laughs> is royalty now, in case you didn't know. And if you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. And you can listen to me every week on Mess Magnets, talking pop culture, slub gossip, and trending topics with Sasha Joseph. We will be back next week to talk about... Season two, episode eight of Tuca and Birdie, which is called Corpse Week. See you then. Mm -hmm. Bye.